Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Welcome back to the Laser Therapy Institute podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'm happy to be your host again today. And before you decide to skip this episode because you're tired of hearing about opioids, trust me, I am too. But we're talking about brand new research today. Brand new research from August of 2021. And we have to stay engaged in this fight against opioid deaths. In 2020 alone, there were over 93,000 drug overdose deaths here in the United States. That's more than any other year. And this comes after years now of tens of thousands of deaths every year. Now, stopping these overdose death rates starts really with stopping the prescription for opioids in cases where there are options that are non-opioid medications. I'm not going to debate that one. We've already talked that one into the ground, I think. But then the next piece is saving people once they are addicted. Coming up with solutions that can actually reverse addiction and get people the help they need so they can stop going down this pathway to overdose deaths. So, brand new research. Now, if you've been with me on the podcast for very long, then you have already probably heard episode 31. Episode 31, we were talking about opioid addiction and light therapy being used to reduce opioid addiction. That study that we did that episode on was published in August of 2020. Very interesting unilateral transcranial photobiomodulation used to reduce opioid cravings by a lot. Very effective treatment. Very effective treatment. Well, the same team that brought us that study has brought us another one. This study was published just in August of 2021. The title is An Effective and Safe Novel Treatment of Opioid Use Disorder, Unilateral Transcranial Photobiomodulation. This is the same crew, pretty much, that brought us the other one. It is a follow-on study to really expand what we know about using light to reduce opioid use disorders. Now, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go ahead and give you some of the background. I'm going to jump straight to the conclusion so you know where we're going. But then we're going to do a deeper dive into the way this study was structured and the methods they used. If you have not heard episode 31... I encourage you to go back and listen to that one. There's a link in the show notes. Go back and listen to that one first, then come back here because this one expands on a lot of the concepts that we explored for transcranial, especially unilateral transcranial photobiomodulation for addiction and opioid use behaviors. This will be more in-depth than that. So listen to episode 31 and then come back and listen to this one. And this study opens by saying, the opioid epidemic is a global tragedy, even with current treatments, and a novel, safe, and effective treatment would be welcomed. Again, over 93,000 deaths last year alone, and it's not looking like 2021 is going to be much better. The study goes on to say that opioid use disorder is causing profound suffering, death, and destruction to individuals, families, and societies on a global scale. The combined healthcare, crime-related, and productivity costs of 
tobacco, alcohol, and illicit drugs exceeds $700 billion a year. But dollars only poorly approximate the devastating human cost of substance abuse disorders. The mental suffering of drug-abused patients and their families, the physical health complications, the loss of productivity, and the increase in criminality are all catastrophically injurious. Current treatments are obviously not stemming the tide of this disaster, and there is a pressing need for additional standalone or add-on treatments that are safe and efficacious. Medication management makes sense pharmacologically, but it does not address the underlying psychological and neurobiological factors that place individuals at risk. And in this case, we're talking specifically about buprenorphine and methadone, naloxone for treating withdrawal. However, there is a lot of problems with relapse and dropout. And so having a new strategy aside from the medication management or in addition to the medication management seems to make a lot of sense. So this team of researchers conducted a study with light therapy and they concluded that photobiomodulation to the brain was superior to sham for the reduction of opioid cravings and opioid use to a highly significant degree. And that worked for those that were on buprenorphine as well as those not on it. And no adverse responses were reported in the treatment groups. Now let's look and see how they got there. Because obviously if they're having great results with reducing opioid use disorder and opioid cravings, we should look and see how they got there. Now, this particular study very closely followed the model of the study that they had published last year, but they added in an additional site so that they had a independent additional site operating, a multi-site study, which is a higher quality study, and they kept track of who was also doing a medication-based intervention in addition to either the light therapy or the sham light therapy to see if perhaps the medications that were being used were what was actually creating this decline in opioid use craving or if light therapy was actually enhancing it. Found is that light therapy had an enhancing effect on those who were on the medication-based approach. Now to really understand how they constructed this study, again, I've described this in episode 31 of the LTI podcast. Make sure you've listened to that because it summarizes this previous study, but they used the same approach here, and that was using dual brain psychology to determine which hemisphere of the brain would benefit the most from having light therapy applied. So this idea of dual brain psychology, Dr. Schiffer has theorized that in adulthood, these different traumas that we have gone through, especially childhood traumas, become associated persistently with just one brain hemisphere. It could be left, could be right. But Dr. Schiffer's idea is that then selectively stimulating the hemisphere that's associated with the more mature personality or the, the side that has not been as traumatized would be beneficial in alleviating symptoms of depression, anxiety, or drug craving. How do you stimulate a hemisphere of the brain? Well, light, transcranial light therapy 
is the best way to do it because you can get light right through the skull, right to the brain tissues in a manner that does not harm the brain tissues, that doesn't have side effects, that doesn't have risks. And by getting the right kind of light there, they say that transcranial photobiomodulation has been shown to activate mitochondria through near-infrared absorption by cytochrome C, increase blood flow, integrate and segregate brain networks, and inhibit the default mode. Now, the default mode is something that is a little bit complex. I'm just going to read you a quote about that. The default mode network is a system of connected brain areas that show increased activity when a person is not focused on what is happening around them. It's especially active when someone engages in introspective activities such as daydreaming, or contemplating the past or the future, or thinking about the perspective of another person. And it leads to more creativity. However, overactivity of the default mode can actually lead to anxiety and can lead to some negative emotions. So not something I'm necessarily an expert in, but interesting that here we're talking about, you know, inhibiting this default mode to and also integrating and segregating the brain networks. So keeping everything functioning a little more independently, which when it comes to addiction, anxiety and depression, it's better to inhibit that default mode. That's the idea here, right? And they're saying that light can actually do that transcranially. You're not having to stab a fiber optic through somebody's skull. You can apply light right to the scalp, right to the skin, and have that pass right through the bone, right through the dura, and reach the surface of the brain. And so this idea that addiction is more commonly associated with one side of the brain or the other uh, does vary by patient, so it has to be tested. You have to determine which side of the brain, which hemisphere, is more responsible for the addictive behavior. And then you need to stimulate the opposite side, the more mature side that is not dealing with the addiction. To test that, you can stimulate the visual field that's associated with one side of the brain. Again, go back to episode 31 if you want to hear more about that. But essentially, you put on some specially blocked goggles so you can only receive visual input to the right lateral or left lateral hemivisual field at one time. And then you give the patient a viewing of, of some photographs. In this case, they used photographs of an angry man and then had the, the patient rate their level of anxiety and opioid craving. And the whole test takes about a minute, um, and then there's, there's an additional test you can do that's very similar, but essentially you're exposing just one hemisphere of the brain to a anxiety-inducing or an unpleasant stimulus. And because of the way the visual fields are set up, you can stimulate just that one hemisphere by having the right kind of blocking on the visual side. So that allows you to then determine which, which hemisphere of the brain is more tied to these addictive behaviors. And so then what they did once they figured that out is they applied light therapy to the other side, the more mature side. What they did is they treated twice a week, four minutes, using an 810 nanometer LED. And the irradiance was at 250 milliwatts per centimeter squared with a total dose of 60 joules per centimeter squared. Now, that is actually very high. That's a very high dose. It's delivered over four minutes to a fairly small spot. So, 
you're looking, you know, not at a, a, a dangerous level of joules at all. 60 joules per centimeter squared is not not just anything crazy. But the reason they went high to up to 60 joules per centimeter squared is because they said, look, we know we're going to lose quite a bit of light just to penetrate down to the dura. They said only about 3.7% of the light will actually get through the skin, through the skull, and reach the dura. So based on that, their total joules delivered to the brain was about 2.1 joules per centimeter squared. And that is something that we have got to keep in mind. Where are your target tissues? If they are deep, if it is the brain, you have to use a higher dose. You can't go in with one joule per centimeter squared uh, at the skin and think that you're delivering a good dose to a deep tissue. I mean, just think about the low back even. You're not going to get good results with minimal dosing when your targets are deep. You are going to have to use a higher dose at the skin surface to deliver a good dose of light in deeper. Uh, again, they used 810 nanometer light, which is we know is some of the deepest penetrating light that we can get. So that is also what they used in their study beforehand. And then the patients who received the sham treatment had the same setup. They just covered the LED with aluminum foil, which is pretty ingenious because it's, it's a cheap way to do this. Um, but it does not allow any light to go through the foil to reach the patient, while it still does allow some heat. So giving the patient the sensation of something is happening. So it's a great sham control right there without actually having any light or a really expensive sham control setup. I really like it. So they treated these patients so twice a week for four weeks, and then they did follow-ups all the way through week seven. And the follow-ups, they would have a urine drug screen, they would do the depression and anxiety scores, questionnaires on uh, well-being, and then be able to compare their scores to see where the patients are. Now, the, the sham group did have a 35% reduction in cravings, which is pretty impressive. But the group that got the actual light therapy had a 71% improvement in cravings. That is really good. So, yes, the mind does play a big role here. However, much different when you include light therapy. And keep in mind that some of these participants that were getting the sham light treatment were on the buprenorphine. So that right there explains some of that improvement as well. Now, Dr. Frederick Schiffer, who is kind of the lead investigator here, um, even said that combining this unilateral photobiomodulation uh, on the head with the buprenorphine treatment plan integrates quite well for dealing with patients that have this opioid use disorder. And here's the next really neat thing. Dr. Schiffer's agreed to come onto the podcast as a guest to discuss this work. And so in the next few weeks, you'll be able to hear an interview with the chief researcher on not only this study, but the study that came out a year ago. This is really, really neat stuff. It is non-invasive, it is safe, and it has absolutely real effects on opioid use and cravings. If this kind of stuff doesn't get you excited about being involved with light therapy, I don't know what will because these guys are actually saving lives and reversing addiction through the safe and effective use of light therapy. How cool is that? 
Anyway, I hope you enjoyed hearing more about more new research on opioid abuse, opioid addiction, and overdose deaths, and where we might be going in the future with light therapy as an aid to help resolve some of these problems. Stay tuned to the podcast because the interview with Dr. Frederick Schiffer will be airing in the next few weeks. It's going to be excellent. You're going to love it. Stay tuned, and I'll talk to you again soon. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.